And welcome to a brand new episode of the Kickout. I go by the name of Ryan Skillet. I'm Tay. And my name is Mex. And we haven't done a pod for a while. So first and foremost, I want to say it's great to see you both. Good to see you beautiful people. And we're back podding again. Uh, before I ask you how you doing, Mex, I'm going to ask, how you doing, Tay? I'm good. It's all good over here. How are you guys doing? Next. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, yeah, it's just been a lot. Been very, very busy. But um, yeah, grateful, man. Can't complain. And all yourself, right. Skillet? Well, well, if you have to honestly ask me how I'm feeling right now, I'm kind of gutted. I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of depressed. Because as we speak, Man City is destroying <laughs> Wolves Bombaras. And if you know what that means for a Liverpool fan, it's the worst news ever. Because that means our Premier League title hopes, which we're so close to getting this year, is it's gone. I think we'll, I think I mean it's not confirmed today, but the way Man City are playing, and in the next game, we've got one more game left. And if they beat my Aston Villa, which they will. They're going to win the Premier League. So if you guys don't mind, if you guys can just, with me, pay our respects to Liverpool season this year, as we told the number 10 bell for Liverpool <laughs> Premier League title juice. Silence, please. As no we pay chance. To Liverpool. There is no chance I'm going to be silent for Liverpool. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to sing because <laughs> I am not respecting that club. Hey, Skillet, you're right. No. Yeah, forget Liverpool, man. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, is that 10 yet? Is it over? Is it done? This feels like the Undertaker needs to come and bury you lot. Thank you. Are you hearing as well? Welcome to the Kick Out Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We've got so much to talk about today. We got the WrestleMania backlash review to talk about. We got news from Mex and talking to us about the world of wrestling news. We got uh, a random skillet question in today's episode somewhere. And we might even get a cheeky appearance from DJ Ace. We got the crew is back. Shout out to the crew, he's not here. But you know, the team is back. And uh, I mean, should we just go straight to actually you know what? Let's talk about news, Max. What is happening in the world of wrestling today? I think um, one of the big stories that started since the weekend is this reduced schedule of Roman Reigns. Um, him saying goodbye, ultimately, over the weekend during the house show. Um, and then straight out of Backlash, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, him looking again, sending cryptic messages on Instagram. Um, apparently he signed a new contract where he's going to have less dates. Um, a rumor came out that he will not be on TV for 10 weeks. Um, that's since been clarified that he will be on TV and he will be at pay-per-views or PLEs as they can now call them premium live events. But, um, yeah, it's the house shows that will be more sporadic that he has been pulled from. Um, 
maybe they just need to preserve their their champion's health, not put him out there every night on the road. Um, but it does seem something's happening. It does seem that, you know, he is possibly on his way to the likes of Hollywood. So I guess we'll have to see, but it, it frustrated me a bit because I'm thinking, well, if this guy is going to step away or if something does happen to him, injury or anything else, it's like right now he's got both the titles and we're not really building anyone else. Like, you know, in case of emergency, smash glass and put the title on someone else. Like what is going to happen if that kind of thing does come to the front? Like, so, yeah. uh, I think, Well, I think they're going to have to push Cody. Cody's the only option I can see right now where you can you have a baby face. Right push there. who? Cody. He said Oh, he said Cody. Cody. <laughs> He thought he said Kofi. <laughs> I was thinking. Like, SOS! <laughs> We've done that. I'm sorry. You got, you got, yeah, you got to push Cody. Um, I think that's the, that's the option for the WWE title anyway. I don't know about the Universal title. I mean, you could have to get somebody else to, to win that one. So you have to build someone that's mad. It'll probably be Gableson. Probably be Gableson and then he'll get... Gables, um, Steve Steveson. Gable Steveson. Yeah. yeah. You just remixing names tonight, isn't it? What's his name? What's his name? Steven, Steven, Steven. <laughs> yeah, Steveson. Steveson. Hey, what is it? Gable Steveson. Yeah, Steveson, not Stevenson. Is it? It was Gableson. <laughs> <laughs> I said Gableson, a whole Olympic gold medalist, you know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, you're right. Gable Steveson. Yeah, Gable Steveson. Yeah, you might as well just push him. Uh, I mean, obviously that won't go down well for him. Because fans will backlash against that because he's getting pushed too soon, but that's never stopped Vince before. So it's just I think I it's it's Cody, like you said, and probably Drew McIntyre. It's probably Drew McIntyre. Yeah, you're probably right. I think you were right about it being Drew McIntyre all along in in the clash of castle. Even though it might be, it sounds like it's going to be Tyson Fury and and Drew McIntyre the clash of castle. I think this. I think that's already set in stone. I think it's going to be Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury, but that doesn't mean that Drew McIntyre won't be winning titles around that time. If, if they're smart, that's what they will do at that Wells show because Fury is a draw. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, that's interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I understand it. It's a shame. I think I would have liked to see Roman Reigns do one more year and then maybe drop the belt at WrestleMania Hollywood. Mm. And then go off and do, and do Hollywood, you know mm. what I mean? And then probably come back sporadically here and there, do a few matches down the line. Um, I don't. I feel like he's still he's still white red hot at the moment. He's white hot, right? Mm. So it would be good for him to kind of end off the year and go after Mania. But uh, I feel like he is going to go sooner than we think. That's what it's looking like. Um, that is what it's looking like, but yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Um, talking about others that I guess have already left, Cesaro, obviously his contract expired earlier um, this year, a couple of months back now, I think. Um, and I guess the debate was coming up, when are we going to see Cesaro? When is Cesaro going to reappear in wrestling, wherever? And apparently the sticking point is his booking fee. Cesaro is asking for too much money to attend, or at least that these indies can afford. Um, so why, I, did I don't, he, why did he go AEW then? Who said AEW made him an offer? 
but I'm surprised. I'll, I'll be surprised if they didn't. If I'm if I'm him, I'm I, I mean they're one and the same right now, but I'm going to the Ring of Honor branch rather than AEW, and maybe that's what he's kind of waiting out for somewhere where he could appear. Oh my God, that's Cesaro or Claudio, whatever you be called. Claudio Castanoli! Yeah. It's back! Claudio Castanoli! champion, he beats in for a second. And then he could just become champion because let's be completely honest, that's that's his level. That's his level? That's his, his level, level, man. Let's be honest. You mean you, want, you, you don't think you'll hang in AEW? No, of course he can. In the ring. We're not talking about in the ring. This guy's phenomenal in no, the ring. I'm talking about as, as, a, as a champion, as a prominent figure, like he character-wise, isn't it? Like ring of he could be ring of honor world champion, and no one's gonna bat an eyelid. Anywhere else, you know, that's more major than ring of honor, people are gonna question it. Impact as well, he could probably get away with impact world champion. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Yeah, he um, and people always say because Cesaro never had a chance. I, I feel like he had little flurries where yeah, no, you know, the, if you were the boy, can't talk. yeah, if if you were That's on your it. thing, you would have showcased yourself with the little chances you had, and yeah, yeah, pooed the bed every time he got a chance, in my opinion. So, oh, Ace has just messaged us and said, Sorry, messed up, gotta run over to Maya quickly, definitely coming back for the next episode. The Ace will be joining us. No sporadic appearances from DJ, which is the show. But we still got Osprey, which is great. Because Osprey could actually save the world. Anyway, uh, Max, yes. what else is there in the world of wrestling? Um, Rumours still that a fourth member is going to be added to Edge's faction, Judgment Day. Um, well, a fourth member is going to be joining Edge's faction. That's the rumour. Obviously, Rhea Ripley just recently joined over the weekend and that. Um, Champa, Tommaso Champa, or just known as Champa now, um, he was the rumored person initially. But as the group has shaped up now, who do you guys think should be the fourth if it's there is going to be a fourth? Finn. It has to be Finn. Finn, you say? Has to be. Has to I don't be. mind it, you know. I don't mind it, but I prefer to see. No. I prefer not. I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna make it a ruse that it's Champa. They're going to make people think it's Champa. But when you realistically think about it, it has to be Finn. Because Finn is somebody that they've flopped and gone up and down and up and down with. And if you actually want to make this stable some a stable that people actually generally care about and actually want to see, you have to have Finn Balor in there. You have they to. Don't, they don't care for Finn, though. They don't. This is the way where people can care for Finn again. And, and the do, people, do they want people to care for Finn? I think so. I believe so. Because I think if they didn't want people to care, he would have been on chopping board a long time ago. He would have been on that on that redundancy list ages ago. I think I, I think they've they've always just booked him wrong and they never got it right with him. And they feel like they feel like, oh, because they know people love him, he's gonna be fine. Oh, people love him, he'll be fine. Yeah, that's exactly where he is. Hence why they're not gonna get rid of him, because he probably does good merch, all the face paint and demon stuff for kids. He, he's I, he's basically Bray Wyatt at this point. I think Edge has a lot to say about this faction. And yet, as much as Champa is somebody that I would think Edge would rally for for this faction, I also do feel Edge would be like, no, we need to do more with him. I can see Edge, Edge is outspoken. He, he cares about wrestling and he cares about wrestlers. So he's going he's, he's gonna to want to see people do well. And he, Edge is not, he knows Finn ain't doing well. 
Yeah. Edge is, is like us. He feels like us. He's a wrestling fan like us. As much as he's a big top star, he's still a wrestling fan like us. So I, I could see Edge say to Vince, I want Finn Balor in his faction. I think if, if he does, he... It would it would make sense because he can come on the same kind of vibe that Rhea came with, like you guys don't give a shit. Um, and it might actually save <laughs> save his career in terms of WWE. He's fine every single every other place he's fine, but in WWE there seems to be an issue. So he might win people in the backstage, but I, I don't know. I still just want to see him win by himself because he can. Well, like, Max, you called it. You said Rhea Ripley was going to be in this faction. You called it. You called it way before she joined, and she joined. And I think a lot of that—the reason why she joined—is because Edge and who else and creative has been keeping a, a close eye on to what the people want online and seeing what people are saying. Oh, we want Rhea Ripley. We want Rhea Ripley. So I feel like, yeah, let's put Rhea Ripley in this because the fans want it. And I can, and even though a lot of fans are not saying they want Finn in this faction, I feel like they know that a lot of fans are disappointed at how Finn is being used, mm-hmm. and this could be a good way. You know, elevating Finn. It'll elevate, it'll definitely elevate the faction with Finn Balor over Champa for sure. I don't doubt anything you're saying at all. I, I like I, at the same time, I'm, I'm even thinking like Finn in this kind of demonic faction could come and like reinvent the demon character. Oh, exactly. It's not going to be the same character, but a bit, yeah. of, a bit of a new version of that. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think that WWE want to push other people or want to course correct other people. And like we're saying, Finn Balor's already in uh, Finn will always be okay territory. Like, so that he's not the selected one. Like, they, they have a lot of stock in Damien Priest. Even at his big age, it seems like Damien Priest is obviously a big guy. You know, he's had good spots. He was treated, throughout, treated well throughout the whole of last year. Rhea Ripley has always kind of been their, you know, one of their golden girls. They've messed her up a bit. Like, they want to kind of course correct now. There has to be someone else, and I just don't see it being Finn Balor. He doesn't fit the mold or the premise of what these other two around Edge have been brought in to do. If you see what I mean, you're probably right. Because if it's not Finn, if it is Champa, they could do this thing where it's Judgment Day versus the WWE new version of Bullet Club. I'm not saying that they're going to keep them as a stable, but AJ, Cody, and Finn versus Edge, mm. Champa, and Martinez. Not Martinez. Um, Priest. Hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they do add a fourth person um, or not. I think they should definitely. Definitely. Um, I think that's pretty much it in terms of all the news that's happened this week. Okay. Should we talk about WrestleMania backlash? Let's get into it. Where was WrestleMania backlash hosted this year? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, let me Google it now. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Like, Where were they? I feel like they were in... Um... Were they in Connecticut? Or was that the yeah, on Monday Raw. Night Raw? That was oh. Oh, yeah. Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. That's where it was. Where is that in the country? In Rhode Island, Providence. Uh, Rhode Island is like that's a state. Rhode Island is a state itself. Um, I have no idea. So where would Rhode Island? Tell you, would you know? It's like near Massachusetts. Is it like near Massachusetts? Oh, I think? Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah. Near there. 
Uh, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, guys, correct me. But, um, so <laughs> I, I have no idea. It's near Massachusetts. Yeah, I think, it, I think it is. Something telling me that it is. But yeah, so uh, it was in Rhode Island this year. Uh, but WrestleMania Backlash. Is, is this the second time this pay-per-view is called WrestleMania Backlash? Was the first yeah. time last year or was it, or was it 2020? Last year. Okay. Right. And it kicked off with Cody Rhodes against Seth freaking Rollins. Tay, what did you think of this I mean, it was going to be a great match, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a really good match. Um, it kept me on my toes. Like, I, I was invested in the match. I'm not going to lie, yeah. Um, Seth's outfits are drippy. Like, <laughs> I, saw his, I saw his lace joints. I was like, I could wear them to carnival. Like, <laughs> I'm loving it. I loved his outfits before, but I was like, no, nah, he's getting a, he's going that bit extra now. So I, I love what he's wearing. Um, yeah, the match was great. Um, I'll leave you lot to uh, say exactly what moves were going on. But I, for me, for the entertainment, and you know I'm here for the entertainment, I loved it and enjoyed it. Well, one thing I will say, whilst we're on outfits, I thought, you know, I wouldn't bring this up, but you brought up outfits, so let's go. The only thing, I was disappointed because this is the same drip that he wore yeah, at WrestleMania. No, nah, but the lace, like, so he took off like a panel, so he's got the lace leg out now. He had a piece of the leg underneath. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was the same. He worked WrestleMania, so I thought, "Come on, Seth, you've been giving us new drip every single week. Don't get lazy now." But um, yeah, like you said, the match was good. It, it was, um, I think, it was better than a WrestleMania match. But that that match was good as well. Like it's, it just depends, I guess, how you've consumed it. You, this was opening, you know, opening the show, and WrestleMania, their match was in the middle of, you know, like a four-hour show. So um, it might have been different, you know. To consume but other than that um cody beat rollins again i wasn't too happy it was like a quick kind of roll-up situation i would like something more definitive but um i guess that leaves it open to have another match between these guys yeah i feel like cody's becoming more of a more of a star the fans are loving it i'm hearing the fans singing along to his theme song now you can tell that a lot of these people want AEW fans like that so that's pretty cool um i think I think it was the best decision for Cody to come back to WWE, and it's the most perfect time as well. Perfect, it was a perfect time. Uh, have, so, yeah, have you bro. guys heard his um, broken skull with Austin? I need to watch that, man. I need to I've watch seen that. like half of it, and I'm like, I need to watch this when I'm awake properly. But <laughs> they look so good. Yeah. It's very good, and yeah. he he basically says to your point, Skillet, like world champions have their best work, do their best work, have their best runs between about. 34 35 and about 42 years old which is i think cody's about 36 maybe 37 um so yeah he falls into that that bracket he said you know i wasn't i wouldn't have been ready if i wanted before the likes yeah. of seth rollins who's in a feud of now got to the mountaintop before before him because seth is just brilliant um but yeah now he's back and he he makes out like that was why he left aew i'm, I'm pretty sure there's other reasons as to why he left AEW, but he makes out that yeah, he never won the big one. He's of age now to do this and win it for his dad. So, well, yeah, I feel but... like I feel like him when he, I think he generally when he first formed AEW with you know the Bucks and Kenny and and Nick Khan, Tony, sorry Tony Khan, hmm. uh, I, I generally felt that he wanted like he wanted to do the things that he did, like he wanted to have a new open up a new way of independent wrestlers to make a living 
he wanted to be creative. He didn't want he didn't want to focus on becoming a champion again. Because at that time his mindset was my dream, that dream is dead. And I'm just gonna be a wrestler that also helps other wrestlers make it. And I think he generally didn't want to do that. But mm. once he got that position, I don't think he enjoyed it. I don't think he enjoyed being a creative. I don't think he enjoyed, you know, having to deal with issues and having to answer questions about certain things and why this isn't happening and oh, you're not doing anything with me. And I don't think he liked that process. So, and then he just thought about, okay, what do I really, really want? And I think he just went back into that and what he really wanted to do was always become the WWE champion. So I think he just found his, I think AEW helped him find his love for becoming a world champion again, but in, in the grandest stage of all. What was surprising is he said, Zack Ryder, who is one of his best mates, Matt Cardona, was an influence, told him to go back. A lot of people, Arn Anderson told him to go back. It's only DDP that was kind of um, saying like, okay, not not that DDP was saying don't go back. He was just like, are you sure about this and all that that kind of right. stuff. Um, but yeah, and then I guess the other rumor that's come out recently, and I think that's in line with WWE's last media call, is a lot of AEW stars are looking at 2024 when WWE are expected to have some large amount of cash flow to make the jump over to WWE. So. 2024 is going to be a interesting year. That is a lot of people going back. I can see it happening just because if you, you just want to go somewhere else to see kind of what your value is yourself, the, yeah, kind of find yourself as well. Mm. And then you can come back, build up your repertoire, get that better paycheck, come back. Or even, you know, new people going over the likes of MGF that has teased it, mm. the likes of Jade Cargill, which, they're gonna oh, print money for like, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see once we get to that. I can I can see Punk going back for sure. If they give him the right um package, that he would. Yeah, I definitely think he would. I, I think I mean he did try to make a move to go back before, and they they wouldn't pay him what he wanted. Yeah. So um, I could definitely see Punk going back one day. So I think he just wants to get some matches out of his out of the way first. I, I definitely I think he definitely wants to wrestle Kenny. He definitely wants to wrestle the likes of. Well, doing stuff with the young box again, you know, doing stuff with Adam Cole. I think he's got a little bit of a bucket list of what he wants to wrestle with Adam before he goes back to the All right, let's talk about the best match ever, almost versus Bobby Lashley. Max, tell me about this. You know what? It was it was better than their WrestleMania match, yeah. But it's just like this is like who cares? Who honestly cares? And almost was doing hella excessive grunting <laughs> like through this match. I don't know to put on put over that he's some big guy. This feud is between MVP and Bobby Lashley, and almost Absolutely. come like yeah. you know some side chick or something like that. Like he's, I don't know. Like if I, if I'm almost, I'm gonna feel a way that every time MVP sees a microphone, he keeps talking about oh Bobby Lashley left me for the do it without me like. I don't know. No, I don't know if MVP is going to save almost still. Do you remember um, when it was um, Cena versus Miz and then The Rock came back and mm. Miz was champion yeah. and <laughs> Miz was on the side? Yeah. It was them two. It's like, uh, hi guys, I'm yeah. here. Literally, that's, same that's thing. That's what almost feels like right now. Mm -hmm. I ain't lie to you guys, man. This, I switched off this match, man. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Do you know when I switched off the match? Because I really, I hate this move with a passion. There are just certain moves that I just don't like. And when he does this move, 
on his head. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm not watching the rest of the match. The claw. The claw. Yeah, I'm not watching the rest of the match. I can I can suspend belief a little bit, but not to that extent. That's too much for me. Yeah. I just it just wasn't for me. I'm sorry. I just I just couldn't do it. I, I saw this. I just saw a bunch of punches and a bunch of stiff clotheslines, like when where where where, where they close at each other, nobody moves. You know, those like oh, like two meat. Two meat trucks banging together. I was like, I'm, I'm done. The, the but, problem is that I, I remember correctly, almost won this match, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, he did because MVP hit Bobby Lashley with a cane. Okay. The problem is, it's continuing next week on Raw. We've got a cage match. Um, oh, you know they're gonna do. They're gonna bring back that spot. I'm gonna call it. I'm what, gonna, Bobby Lashley spot. We're gonna bring back the Bobby Lashley spot when he did when he faced Umaga in 20, 2006 or two thousand seven or whatever it was. I can't remember. And he jumped. And he jumps through the, the cage and the cage door clams on to oh, he's gonna be that. Well, I was just gonna say if they're keep gonna keep selling this match as two massive men, this that any other, the cage has to break. Yeah. Or what you will do is instead of it being a thing where the cage falls onto almost, almost is gonna throw Lashley through the cage. Yeah, the cage has to break. It has to. Okay, right, interesting. Um, arguably one of the best highlights of the night. Edge has a new member of his faction, Judgment Day. Let's talk about this match. Edge. Versus AJ Styles rematch. Max, did you think this was a improvement of their match at WrestleMania? Not to say the WrestleMania match was bad. It just wasn't. It didn't live up to the expectation that people thought it would be. They thought AJ Styles is finally going to have a WrestleMania classic. That obviously didn't happen. Um, but did you think this match was an improvement? Yeah, it was definitely an improvement. Probably one of the best matches on the on the night. And again, that WrestleMania match. I know for me, it. it it's just because of where it was positioned. I just maybe couldn't take it in too late in the night, too tired. I ain't watched it back. Um, so it, it could actually be better than we all remember. Who knows? But no, this match was good. Um, and obviously the inevitable of Damien Priest is banned, but somehow someone is still going to get involved um, to <laughs> to help Edge. Now, when Rhea Ripley come out, yeah, like I thought Rhea Ripley was taller than that. I saw Nightmare on her trousers. So obviously I knew, I thought, I said, yeah, that is her, innit? But I actually thought she was taller. I feel like she was purposely bending down because I started doubting myself and thinking it was Champa. Was it, was it obvious to you lot that it was Rhea Ripley? It was just because of how her shape. I was like, well, there's no one else. <laughs> I saw Nightmare on her trousers and I said, yeah, it's, it's her. But like, I, 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 when she turned around and I couldn't see that written on her trousers anymore, I was thinking... Has someone just dressed up as Rhea Ripley here to throw us? <laughs> and the commentary kept saying, "Who, who is, who is he? Who is, yeah. he? who is he?" And all of that. Who that is, is that? clearly that is not a man's back off. Come on. Yeah, when he kept saying, "Who is he?" That's when I realized this is Rhea Ripley. I didn't know at first, but when he kept saying, "Who is he?" I got she got a good pop though when she took off the took off the hoodie. People popped for it. People wanted to see it, and they made the right decision. I feel like Rhea Ripley would do really well on the edges guidance. Absolutely. And to finally have like, I mean, apart from name another fashion apart from in WWE, apart from I guess the Straight Edge Society and obviously DX back in the day, where like a woman has been quite prominent. In a, yeah, we, we don't really get mixed factions that. like that. Yeah, so that's good to see. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. Do you what do you guys think of Edge's new feet? I think it's a banger. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I love it. Do you know what Edge always comes that's... out with songs that I can sing my heart out to. It's a sick, a sick theme. It's not, obviously, it's not on this day theme, yeah. but it's it's a it's a good theme. It's one of them ones where it's a slow burner. You like the more you hear it, the more you love it, kind of thing. Mm. 
Yeah. I don't like how I, how I felt with Kane's theme. It's more, it's more the chemical one. Slow chemical. Slow chemical. I didn't like that. But no, that's a banger as well. I love it now. Yeah. Okay. Well, on, on Rhea Ripley, like, she needs to just go back to her roots. If you guys were watching NXT UK when she first kind of, after the, the May Young Classic, that tournament, mm-hmm. and then she was on NXT UK, like, she was just a complete terror. She was the nightmare in it. Like, if they take her back to that, just uprooting all that's normal on your show, like causing pure disturbance in a woman's division. The same when she got into NXT, like proper America, but like she just became too popular and they turned her face, um, which I guess was the detriment to everything else that happened afterwards. But yeah, this I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Rhea Ripley being booked, you know, strongly um, going forward. Okay. Uh, I believe if I'm Correct. Uh, the next match was Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair in an I Quit match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Tay, what did you think of this title match between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair? Was it better than their match they had at WrestleMania? I was pleasantly surprised by this match. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting it to be so good. Um, and it wasn't too long either, because, you know, sometimes I quit matches can go on and you're like, you would have just died by now. <laughs> um, so I think they they kind of ramped it up quite quickly. Kendo Sticks came out, um, beating each other up the ramp. And then Charlotte came out with two. I kind of, I like their kind of tussle in the ring. Um, and the kind of like shouting on the on the mics. This, they, they had the screaming down like, oh my God, uh, uh. But then they'd kind of kick out and stuff. Um, I really like the ending where, um, Ronda Rousey was like, "That's what I thought you said, bitch!" Like, and then was it was done. I think that was. A, I think they went the right way about this match and and how they did it. Ronda Rousey had to have won the championship. There's no way that she couldn't. So I'm glad they went that way with it. Max, what did you think? Yeah, just echo everything Tay said. Really um, pleasant surprise to what we got at WrestleMania. Um, I think the stipulation helped them. It was good to see that. In an I quit match, no disqualification match, they didn't just stay in the ring like loads of people just do. They used everything, all the areas and, um, you know, all the weaponry that they could. Um, I like the nice touches of just um, Ronda Rousey just bringing her MMA stuff and that kind of, because MMA is kind of like street fighting sort of stuff, like bringing that in as well. The touch of the finish, um, like what Tay said, what she said. Um, Charlotte Flair went losing the title and then sitting in the ring crying like a spoiled brat, I thought was a nice touch, like because she is ultimately nothing without her titles. So it's good that she kind of can show that emotion um, as well. It really sells it that she's she's hurt, she's but hurt about what happened. Um, yeah, this is... A really good match. My only issue now is there seems to be a complete lack of real challengers on SmackDown for this title. Like Sasha Banks is, I guess, the biggest name. She's doing tag team stuff right now. That's it. Charlotte, Charlotte Flair's apparently going off to marry her fiance. So who's going to challenge Ronda? I think it's good that Charlotte Flair's stepping away there. Yeah, yeah. Build new stars. And it'd be good to have Ronda Rousey have a little bit of a lengthy reign, as, as much as I don't rate her as a wrestler. But 
give, you know, she's a star. So we give her a lengthy reign as the champion, and then you know we'll see from there what happens. But um, I'm thinking, on top of my head, challenges that Ronda Rousey can face as a SmackDown Women's Champion. I think they need to do a program with her and Shayna Baszler. I mean, Bianca Belair is going to be in the. No, she's a she's in Raw, isn't she's she? She's on Raw, Raw champion. Shayna Baszler and her definitely needs to be a program. That's going to be a pay per view program. That'll be good. They already done Ronda and Natalia before when Ronda was around the first time, innit? Yeah. Uh, Ronda and Carmella could be a, could be a program. I, I don't know. What, I think Carmella's on Raw. Oh, okay. Ronda. Is Alina on Raw? Is Alina's on Raw, yeah. They'll probably do it like a really small one with Aaliyah just because she's quite new. <laughs> Someone to beat. Raquel yeah, Gonzalez exactly. is there. Beat them, yeah, yeah. Oh, Raquel Rodriguez, sorry. Ronda and. Um, the, the green-haired woman. Shotzi. Shotzi. Mm. And where she's gone. But, all right. Yeah. She's a heel now, isn't she? We're, we're, we're clutching at straws here. Yeah, she, she was on the show the other day. She beat... Yeah. Ronda beat her in a beat-the-clock challenge like two weeks ago or something like that. Ronda, we're clutching at big straws. And whose fault was that? WWE. Yeah, yeah. All right. I felt, I felt the match was an improvement. I didn't... I wasn't... I still... I'm not really invested in Ronda Rousey, so I, I wasn't taking it in like that. Like but... Honest, yeah. But it definitely was an improvement from the rest of it. What would uh, what would make you like Ronda Rousey more? Um, if she can cut a promo, and if she could, uh, yeah, if she could. So you know what it is for me? She's just not likable. Like, I just like as a person, I don't find her likable. I just. I think they're pushing her into a baby face, and she is not. She's a, not a baby she's face. Not a baby face. She came back as a heel. At Royal Rumble, when she won, she was a heel. The next week, she cut a promo, she was a heel. And then from then on, she's been a face. Like, I understand that there is sides to her that is quite sweet. And I've seen her, you know, I've seen some of her videos with wrestlers and how she interacts with some of these wrestlers. And she's generally really nice to some, a lot of them. Um, but she was throwing her toys at the pram towards the end of 2019 WrestleMania. But it's when um, Becky won the title. She was acting up, man. She was being real. I mean, obviously, after the match, apparently she was really, really happy how things went. But I feel like she just wasn't, for me, it didn't seem like, like she was quite, remember she caught that real life promo about wrestling fans? I'm like, oh, did you know that Ted DiBiase is not really a millionaire? Well, she didn't say that. But that's what people, she was saying stuff about how wrestling's not really real, guys. People were like, yeah, we, we know. She hasn't she hasn't got the enthusiasm for it. Like the minute the camera goes live, you have to amp everything up in it. Like and yeah. she she takes the mic and goes into the ring and she's like speaking like you would just speak to your friend at like a bar or something like that. Like yeah. she like she's being forced to speak or something like that. Um yeah. And I, guess I, not, I guess that's not entirely her fault. And I do think that she has tried to definitely work hard to be humble in the role of wrestling. I think she generally has, I think she generally has tried. She come from MMA, UFC, the, the biggest fighting product apart from boxing in the world where she main evented. She made history as the first woman to main event UFC and she was undefeated for a long time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that will get to you. You know, you generally are a badass at, at one point. You generally were a badass. And now, you, now you're doing what you love as a kid. You do wrestling. And I think she definitely has made the conscious effort to try and befriend everyone and try and be really respectful to all the women, especially because she knows that she's a celebrity coming into their world. So I think she had generally tried it. And I think because she generally did try that, still got a bit of like smack from wrestling fans. She really got upset. And I can understand that. I can understand that. But 
I don't know, man. I just, I just think there's something, something about the way she acts about certain things. I just don't. I can't. I can't. I mean, you can't really fault her though, because she is wasn't like. She's not like Brock, do you know what I mean? Like Brock was here and he kind of stayed here, then went there, then come back. And so he kind of got that repertoire over there, then came back and I'm an MA, so I'm USC. She was always there before and now has come into this and has to change her mindset completely because she never started out as a wrestler. So yeah. she never had that initial kind of want, like, I want to be a champion. I want to yeah. do this. I'm going to go forward. I have to get through NXT. I have to get through this. I, I can't get fired. She never had to do that. And she never will. Yeah. So she's never going to have the drive that we want her to have, that wrestling fans want her to have. She's there. Not, you know what? It's not even about drive. I, I don't think I'm into, I, articulating what I'm trying to say properly. I, I, it's like, I just saw certain traits of her personality that I didn't like. And maybe that, and now that I'm like thinking about her journey, and maybe I'm being a bit harsh. But I don't know, man. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're right. I've seen, I've seen yeah. the stuff that you're you're talking yeah, yeah. about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just comes yeah. across butthurt at some things that, yeah. like, just just relax in it, take it easy. But I think it's again, it's it's the same conversation of her stepping into a world that wasn't originally hers. Wrestling fans being very critical, um, as they are, and then she just isn't taking the the criticism well, and she's just lashing out and all of that mm. kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, because an MMA fire, you can lash out. <laughs> like as if you're in university, if someone chat shit to you, you can just lash out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. She's gone straight away. She can't do that in this world. Mm. So I hate what Taylor. I hate what saying as well. Let's see how she does. I hope she gets a proper run. It's not no quick turnaround thing. It's a proper few months as the champion because she's a star and she can generate money, especially on the SmackDown brand. WWE wrestling. She's a, when I was at a WWE live event that happened a few weeks ago, I was surprised about how many people were cheering her to the ring. I was like, what the hell is going on? But she was cheered. Her, no, her. she's massive, bro. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. She was cheered, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Do you I, think that she needs a manager? She I do as well. I think she does. But who is that manager? That's the that would help at least strike the fear back into her. I don't want to I don't want it to be a male manager. I want it to be a woman's man. We need a freaking women's mouthpiece. We need a woman manager that like a women Heyman, not like Heyman, because I hate this whole. Oh, we need a male version of this. And Comparison. I hate that shit, but we do need. They don't. May, maybe someone, someone. Sorry, like Sonia Deville. Maybe, but it looks like she's wrestling again, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but even then, no. <laughs> like, like, there, isn't, there isn't any any women. There must be someone in the performance center that's like a woman that could talk her ass off. There must be someone in NXT 2.0 that hasn't even been on TV yet who's in that performance center that could cut a promo and they're just waiting for her to become a great wrestler. And I think sometimes not everyone has to be a great wrestler. Like I, I love, I love, I in my opinion, women has revolutionized wrestling today. I think women has made WWE survive. I'm going to be completely honest. I think without women, I don't know what the hell WWE be doing right now because the, the I think WWE would be in the era of 2004. <laughs> you, had, you had a few stars at the top, but the most of the show was dead. I think women have really like this impacted WWE and made it watchable again. And women are killing it. Like they're actually going out, mm-hmm. going out great matches. So it is working. I'm not knocking it. But I do feel, why, why is there not enough 
diverse with the women as well. It's like with yeah. men, it's so much like, all right, if you can't be a wrestler, you can be a commentator, you can be this, you can be that. With women, it's not enough. There's not enough commentators. I don't hear it. Like when they're young, child, and they got rid of her. Mm. They, they never tried to repackage another woman that got injured to become a mouthpiece. I've never seen that happen. Mm. I've never seen a woman yeah. become a, like a, a, a manager, like a strong-minded manager, apart from maybe Lana. And even then, Lana, she was great for Rusev, but that was about it. Yeah, mm. she wouldn't work for anyone else. Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like maybe she does need a mouthpiece. I agree with you. But make it a woman. Make it. I don't know. There has to be somebody. They 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 hire people every day at the performance center. Every time do we see random Joe and random Jade is now in the performance center with this show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 definitely um, maybe it's a mentality that um, the women are coming in for. And I don't want to speak for anybody, but like maybe the women are coming in with right. I need to make it as a wrestler. Yeah, of full course. stop. That's what it Whereas is. the men of are more likely to like, okay, and you know, just throwing in this whole assumption out here that maybe the men are obviously grew up watching this more. Yeah. Um, the men are happy to kind of just be in the business, whether it's a commentator or a wrestler or a manager or whatever the case is, they're re ready to put on whatever hat. And they're still probably a part of WWE. I mean, we see women that come in as wrestlers don't make it as wrestlers with WWE and get turned to referees. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the case that um, women, yeah, WWE aren't doing enough to turn maybe the women that won't become wrestlers into other yeah. roles. And maybe they just have to have more of an open mind that if this doesn't work, what else could I do? But I think that the point that that wasn't available before. So when you're trying to be, when you're trying to be in WWE, as a woman, I'm guessing because I ain't there. Mm. It's like, right, I'm gonna have to. We're still trying to break the glass ceiling. We've we've pushed it. We've pushed mm -hmm. it a lot, but we still have place. We still have a way to go because we still still have limited matches. Like, what was it? The last pay per view where you had like one or like one match or something, one or two matches, and then yeah. the rest of the men's matches. So it's there's still things that you need to push through as a woman in WWE. So no one's trying to be like, right, I can, you know what, I can chill out and I can go over here because it's probably seen if you chill out, then you're gone. Yeah. Because yeah, there yeah. are thousands of other women that want to be there and want to be a wrestler. If you want to be a commentator, why are you here? That kind of thing. Mm. Even though there's space for everyone because you you want women commentators, you want women referees, you want women managers. Like just have to have everyone there but it's probably not seen as available like as a route that you can go down again it could be it could be is like down to the recruitment just from a straight recruitment point where maybe a lot more of the men have come from at least indie wrestling or something like that and generally speaking a lot of the women are coming from like maybe college sports mm -hmm. um athletes basketball players um gymnastics um yeah it's so yeah like they're told like in general in more cases they're just new to the business altogether but mm. yeah it's it's just such a wide business that like everyone just needs to be good you have to be good at everything because yeah. you never know where they're gonna throw where they're gonna throw you like by the way we're gonna need you to be where Sonia Deville was for how many yeah. months? Nearly a year, maybe. Exactly. Even you take ten, like um, nowadays, you watch NXT um, 2.0, and all of a sudden, all the women have to be sexy again. 
Yeah. And it's like we, we've rolled back the clock by 10 years or something. Like, how did we get here again? again. Um, All right. Um, you guys made some good points. We need a women valet. Bring back Zelina Vega as a manager. I'm sorry. That joke. Um, Zelina Vega is actually a, a I was going to say, to be fair, she can talk. So. She was incredible. That's the only woman I think they put as a manager in, the, in this whole women's revolution era. Mate. She was, she was doing right bits for Andrade. Look where Andrade is now. doing bits for Andrade, bro. I don't know why they brought them up when they brought them to the main roster. They should have kept it. Andre, Andre no, they, brought, they kept them together. They only broke them up when, when, they kicked, when they kicked him out of WWE and when he asked to leave. You sure? After yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they came up together. Yeah, they came up together, but I think they broke up before then. Though. I feel like they oh. broke up. Before Andrade yeah. left? Yeah, I think so. I think he was like a solo wrestler for a while. Then he... Then he um, Okay, next up, Madcap Moss versus Baron Corbin. Um, What's your guys' thoughts on Madcap Moss? No one shout out too soon. Take your time to answer this question. Do you like what they're doing with him? And what did you think of this match with him, Corbin? I think you change him back to Riddick Moss, and the guy's got a real chance at doing something in this business. Um, the madcap thing, especially now that he's not um, Happy Corbin's jester anymore, like let's not saddle him with that forever. At least just make him moss or whatever. But um, yeah, I think he's all right. I think he's he's de- pretty decent. Yeah, him as a person, <laughs> him as a wrestler, not the gimmick. I find yeah. that they're doing they're trying to do too much gimmicks at the moment, and I don't know where that's coming from. Um, even with the new guys that they brought up, well, the guys that they brought up from NXT, they're mm. getting real, real gimmicky, and we're going back to that stage where you just, you just don't need it. You just need to be, you need to have something that is you, your USP. You don't need to be a whole, entire different character to you, because that's when it, it's hard to work because we know that's not you. According to and Nick Khan, everyone has to be marketable. Mm. That's why. Yeah, but is is Madcap marketable? I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. Kind of like, like Butch, is he is he marketable? I'm enjoying Butch know. though. I'm enjoying Butch too. Um, it's it's interesting because I remember back in 2016, Finn Balor told myself in Ace that <laughs> Magic Moss is going to be the future of this business, and I was like, really? Yeah, he said that. He said that. Though. And then, uh, then he then. Finn Balor puts him over in the Andre the Giant battle yeah. uh, and it and it felt like when he turned face, it kind of worked. Like fans actually reacted. That's that's testament to how good Auburn is. Fans reacted really well to Madcap Moss turning face against um, Corbin. Um, but uh, yeah, this match. I mean, I like Corbin. I'm a Corbin fan. I just, was, I just not. I just. Uh, I mean, Matt, you know, Matt Catmoss, I did like the whole lot. I felt he was great with Corbin, to be honest. I personally felt it was too soon that they brought him up. But um, if they're going to go with this character to be face, it's got a lot of work to do. It's got a lot of work to do, for sure. But it could work. Yeah. I think Corbin's going to win their third match, though. The, the, not the third match, the, the next match. Next match. Corbin's going to win the feud all, all, all together. We shall see. And... Uh, I think is the next match the main event. Yeah, the uh, Bloodline versus RK McBro. 
Bloodline versus RK McBro. Uh, so Drew McIntyre and uh, RK Bro versus the Bloodline. This, this was a fun match. This was really, really fun, really entertaining. Hey, I know you had a lot to say about this. I know you, 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 you keep getting impressed with uh, Roman Reigns and his character development all the time. Talk, talk to me. Talk to me. What did you think about this match? And, and you know what? I I really like this match because everyone just seemed so chill, and it, no one was serious. Even though the bloodline is serious, but no one was serious about themselves, and they kind of just let the match flow. Like the Usos were being the Usos, doing super kick parties all over the place. You had Roman kind of just like, mm -mm, I don't need to be in the ring because I'm the guy. Why am I stepping in there? He was just being like full on his character. Um, Randy was living life. Like he was doing some extra head movements and just swagger in the ring. I loved it. Like they were all, they just looked like they were all enjoying themselves. And that kind of showed in the match. So yeah. Randy Orton was living life. I think that is the truest statement. Like he is loving wrestling right now. Mm. He has really stand, stood the test of time. I mean, he always remained a star status. He always remained being a main eventer. But he really is a, a, a big star, isn't he, man? He really is. Bro, a couple he's years still, ago, a couple true. years ago, he was like that. He he was going to wrestle till he was like 50 years old. Or he said he's still got 10 more years left in him. And I, that, the minute he said that, I was thinking, like, like he can because he looks after himself. But... How many like what's the legs left on Randy Orton in terms of the character? What different can the audience see? And since then, he had that you know wicked heel turn again in the performance center when he started kicking off Ric Flair's head and Big Show's head and all of that kind of stuff. Obviously, became WWE champion again. The run was a bit lackluster as champion, but everything he done with Drew really helped Drew. Um, and then he's had this run again, you know, with Riddle. The total, you know, odd couple, which has turned out to be great, genuinely great and fun TV every time they're on together. Um, Riddle has seemed to just pump life into Randy Orton. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's already, I guess, two years into that statement of being able to do this for another 10 years. Um, yeah, he's, he is supremely over. Yeah, like right it. now, like yeah, I, so, so much so that I was thinking, just even as a little filler feud in between, because Roman ain't got nothing to do right now, they should let Randy Orton fight Roman for the WWE yeah. title just for something to do. I mean, definitely. Uh, we have a, I mean, I was at a WWE live event where we did like a sit down press conference interview with Orton and Riddle, and they talk about their relationship and you know how. It wasn't really, there wasn't really much love between them at the start, and how much they have, how much of how closer they are as friends now, and how it's really made Orton really enjoy his time wrestling again. We will put that interview out in the next episode of Kick Out. We won't do that today, but um, definitely big up to Orton, but big up to the Bloodline as well. I mean, Orton did a RKO party. He was RKO, and everyone left right here. I think he hit Reigns with an RKO. He hit Jimmy Uso with an RKO. Uh, or I think he hit Jay Uso with RKO and Jimmy broke it up. And then eventually he got Jimmy and then Reigns hit Orton with the with the with the with the spear? Or was it who did he hit Orton again? Riddle. Who's he Riddle hit Riddle with the spear. And, and uh Bloodline picked up the victory and uh, it was a great main event, very fun main event actually. And 
interested to ask you a few questions going forward. Obviously, Reigns will go off to face off Drew at some point soon. Um, maybe SummerSlam? SummerSlam, maybe, and then followed by the, the Cardiff show. Mm. But maybe it's they start the program for SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then what about Usos and RK Bro? That's not going to come to SummerSlam. Because SummerSlam's earlier than we think it is, you know that. Yeah, yeah, sometimes earlier this year. Um, I think they're gonna re reignite this whole um unifying the tag titles. It looks like that's what they're doing, maybe in Hell in a Cell. Um, whenever they do that, I still expect the Usos to win. Okay, interesting. All right, guys, before uh we go off to other segments of this of this show, let's rank WrestleMania Backlash out of five. Let's go with Tafer. I gave it a four. Just an enjoyable pay-per-view and good matches. Next. It should be a four. It might even be a 4.5. But I'm going to give it a 3.5. Just because, despite all the good wrestling, like Ronda Rousey won the SmackDown Women's title, and that's it. It was a pretty inconsequential show. You could have turned up to Raw, you can turn up to SmackDown later this week. And you don't need to have watched WrestleMania Backlash. You wouldn't have missed anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great wrestling throughout. Very consistent in that department. But three and a half because it just didn't really mean nothing. I'm going to give you a three and a half as well. 3.5. But it was a very good pay-per-view. We're going to play an interview I had with Corey Graves now. Uh, this happened a few weeks ago. This is around WrestleMania weekend. I caught him Corey Graves. A really fun interview with him, so I want you guys to listen to this. But before we go to the interview, I have a tribute question for you and Tay, Mex and Tay, you and Mex. Excuse uh, this random question. What was the main event of the first ever Backlash pay-per-view? And do not answer that yet. We're going to go to this interview, and I want to hear your answers when we get back. This is Skillet, Ryan Skillet, talking to the one and only Corey Gray. BBC One Extra and the Kick Out Podcast. We are here with the legendary Corey Graves. I think that's the first time anybody's ever called me legendary. I, I mean, appreciate you, you, that. You, but you guys use that that word in loosely. Europe like very yeah, loosely. Kind of yeah, yeah. That'd be like I mean, saying, "Oh, this guy's sort of decent." Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> on, he's on to us. You know, um, you know no, but you are in in some respects you are a legend, for, especially for the wrestling marks out there that have seen your journey from Ring of Honor. Oh my, way, way back. You know yeah. What I'm oh yeah. But a lot of people don't realize is that this guy is a very talented wrestler and. There might be a possibility, if I'm right, you might not be able to talk about this. I'm able to talk about it. Let's let's uh, let's go all out. Are you back in the ring? I don't know. I have received medical clearance in that if the urge overtakes and I feel the need to get in the ring and like punch Brock Lesnar directly in the face, I mean, I'm medically allowed to do that. Okay. It doesn't make a, a good decision. Okay, yeah, please. Uh, not to say that you can't take it. No. Just, you know. I totally can. I mean, That's not yeah, the and then I wake up, but yeah. hey. Uh, but no, I, I did get medically cleared, so it is a possibility somewhere down the road. That said, there are no plans. There's no goal. I'm not training for anything in particular. It was just something that, you know, I see, I've seen all these guys come back from long-term injuries, your edge, Christian, Daniel Bryan, and I thought I'd be silly to not at least try. Right. Uh, and I tried it, but I tried it last year. It actually happened almost right after Mania last year. But I'm in such a different place personally and professionally where I've really embraced this commentary role now. If this, had, if this had happened a year after I got shut down, 
I probably would have said, absolutely, hell yes, I can't wait to get back in the ring. Yeah. But now I, I've realized there's value to what I do, and I enjoy what I get to do, and I've earned a lot of trust and respect from my peers, and I really value that. So if the, if the moment arises and the opportunity is there, 100%, I'm going to take advantage of it, but I'm not forcing it. I mean, you know what, I commend that, because I know how much wrestling means to wrestlers. I know right. how much work you've put into it and the sacrifices you've made. So obviously having an injury like that that's cutting your career short is very heartbreaking. And for you to quickly, I want to say quickly, because that's probably a bit, you know, but I've, I saw your journey, especially with the documentaries that came out and you got the news that you're going to be doing a commentary role mm -hmm. after your NXT run got cut short. And to, to adapt the way you've done and become, I'm going to be real, one of the best commentators WWE's ever had. Thank you, um, thank you. I'm glad to hear that you're actually really happy in that role. I, and it took time. Yeah. It was, it was growth you know I, at first I was so focused on learning how to do commentary that way I wasn't thinking about oh man I can't wrestle oh my, my dream just got dashed I don't know what I'm doing uh, da, da, da. and then now I'm at this point where I'm like oh yeah I'm the best put me out there for three hours by myself I'll call Wrestlemania both nights Start to finish. I feel like uh, when you first started commentary, you used to love to poke the bear a lot. I oh, yes. There was a lot of people used to wind up. Booker T was one of them. <laughs> there was always rumors that you and Booker T never used to like each other, but it, it seems that you guys are really close. Booker is one of my favorite people, not only in I'm this business, in the world. I'm I have so much respect for Booker as as a performer, uh, and, you know, from a fan's perspective, but getting to know Booker as a man yeah. and what he's taught me, not only about commentary, but about the business, about life, just handling your business. Uh, I, I have the utmost respect for Booker, and I'm actually very very happy for Charmel to take her place in the Hall of Fame this weekend okay. yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. if you ask Booker who he credits with basically anything in life Charmel. I mean he, he loves his queen to, to death and I, I just have a lot of respect for both of them this is really cool behind every great man is a great woman you have a great woman I do uh, I she's in front of me though I'm I'm in the background now okay okay that's <laughs> a good point that's a good, she's got a big uh, match this weekend um, you know I, when you get to see her do her thing, you know, she's evolving every day. You probably you would have seen her journey from NXT too, because you sure. guys around the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and you see how she evolved and because, you know, are you proud of her? I mean, I know that's a silly question to ask. but No, I'm extremely proud of her. Uh, and not just saying that because she's you know, about to be my wife. Yeah. Uh, I've actually sent her messages before uh, when she would do promos and things. And when I was working with Dusty Rhodes or when I first got called up and was doing commentary and she, uh, she would do a kickoff show with us or something and just like hey wow you really really embraced this Carmella character like the people that are stunned to meet her that she doesn't really have a thick Brooklyn or a thick Staten Island accent and they go what do you mean um, so I, I'm, I'm so impressed with her and I just I respect her drive so much she's Absolutely. always looking to the next thing oh yeah I was Smackdown Women's Champion oh I want to do this I still have this to accomplish I want to try that and she carries that over off screen as well and, and she kind of keeps my ass in shape too by doing that I love that and one thing I really admire about her is in, in order to survive in this business, you have to learn how to adapt. And if you see the Carmella that she was with, you know, Enzo and Cass, right. to who she is now. Where she was totally a, hair, a hairdresser exactly or something. Totally to, different. To where now, yeah, she, she's become larger than life and she's really embraced it. Now she's taken her influences from, from pop stars and, and, you know, movie characters rather than doing wrestling things. And uh, I, I'm so, so enamored with her and everything that she does. She never, never ceases to surprise and amaze me. Triple H was someone very influential for your journey in the WWE. Um, obviously, we got the sad news that he's had to retire. Um, what is your thoughts about Triple H and what he's going through? Right I now? could sit here for two hours and, and blabber on and on and on about what he means to me, not only professionally, but personally. Um, I was a fan. I was a huge Triple H fan. And I remember he was one of the first guys I was ever starstruck by. 
when I first got to WWE and I was like, oh my goodness, Triple H knows who I am. And then to have him be there from my wrestling journey and he was always in my corner and advocating for me and trying to give me opportunities. Obviously the injury bug came and I think when he gave me the news that he shut me yeah, down. Called, he was going to call you on the phone. Yeah, right? yeah well, the, the initially, not, not when the no, cameras no, no. were present. Oh, okay, the, okay. The initial yeah, shock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which would not have been suitable because I don't want to you know, fall apart on TV. Yeah, no, of but I think it broke his heart as much as it broke mine. And we've always kind of maintained that bond. And just little things like he, he knows what a fan of rock and roll I am. And he was doing a, 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 he had a meeting with Lemmy from Motorhead and he invited me to be part of that. And we did a, a shoot and it's on the WWE Network now or, or on Peacock. Um, but just little things like that, like human being level stuff. Not, okay, hey, he's a big star. Let's put him in front of a camera. It was, hey, I know this dude loves this thing. I love this thing. So we were kind of bound by our, our love of rock and roll and music. And I think the good news is if there's a silver lining, it's despite everything he's accomplished behind the scenes from a business perspective, there's no limit. Uh, having having a, a dodgy ticker doesn't prohibit him from still contributing Absolutely. what he has in his mind, which is one of, if not the best wrestling minds in the world today. So if there is a bright a bright side to this whole situation, and but let's be honest, he had a hell of a career. He's he got did, nothing to he, feel he, bad 100%. about. One hundred percent. He's made it so many WrestleManias that right. I don't even count. So. Right, right. And one last thing before I let you, because I know it's WrestleMania thirty eight. You're busy. Everybody's got to go. On. What I love about wrestling today, compared to when I was a kid, and you know. I, I am a fan of kayfabe, I'm not saying I'm not. I do love characters being in role, but I do love how it's evolved where you can see, you know, the third wall. And I think that your, your relationship with the New Day, you see, you see like how many times like when Biggie will throw pancakes at you or and, you know, little remarks he would make about them. Like, it, it, I can just see you guys always having fun with each other. And I, I, I personally love that. Well, I, we, I, especially, it got really, it really got noticed for the first time during the Thunderdome. Right. Because we didn't have a crowd to distract from and it was they were watching us and the guys and girls in the ring could literally hear us doing commentary. So we got to engage and interact and, and all three guys from New Day, particularly Biggie and Woods. I can I, you're close I, with, I was, close with Biggie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was in developmental with both of those guys. Yeah, yeah, of I've got the yeah. utmost respect. Those three dudes have, have changed the game for the better. Uh, just They're so wildly talented and passionate and I genuinely enjoy just being around them off screen. But getting to have fun like that on screen, to your, I'm glad it translates no, because it, it's, it, it it's never malice. When, when Big E had his moment, when he won the WWE Championship, uh, I got up from the desk and once the cameras were off, but I gave him a big hug, man, and I, I said some things to him uh, on a personal level. I, I got nothing but love for, for all three of those dudes, but he's one of my favorite in the world. I'm glad to hear that. And, and I, think, I think it's important for people to know that, that people love that. You know, yeah. but some people might not think, oh, you know, why don't you? Because there's a lot of internet people that will say, it's all sticking characters. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm going to let the internet in on a secret. More often than not, the worst things I say about somebody on TV, the better friends I am with them. That makes sense. Aside from my wife. And then everyone gets mad at me anyway for <laughs> saying nice things about my wife, which is very weird. Corey, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure talking to you. Enjoy and the weekend. Thank you. And yourself, man. Thank, thank you so you. much. Okay. So that was my interview with Corey Graves. Before I went to that interview with Corey Graves, I asked Tay and Max this trivia question. What was the main event of the first ever Backlash? And uh, I'm going to hit down the countdown countdown theme. And you guys got about this much seconds to give me the answer. Let's um, cue that mm -hmm. this wants to play because I'm stalling right now. because obviously <laughs> Here we go. Hey. 
Wow. You had so much time to think about this. <laughs> hey, this is not going well, guys. <laughs> Just sing it, sing it into it. Far too much time, I have no idea. <laughs> what was it? All right, can you give us a clue? It's 1999. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, do I remember this? Do you know what? I'm just not good at placing matches. I want to say it's Triple H and. 99, no, that was 2000. Triple H and The Rock was 2000, right? 2000. What was the main event of WrestleMania 99? WrestleMania 99, what year was that? Oh, sorry, what um, WrestleMania Rock, was that? The Rock and, because The Rock won Royal Rumble. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Who? <laughs> I'm in the wrong year. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the Royal Rumble before that? Uh, uh, Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin won the Royal Rumble. Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble. Damn it. What won the Royal Rumble? But who main evented WrestleMania that year, though? Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. And that was also the main event. And that was also the main event of the first ever backlash. I wish you guys would get that. I thought that was the easy one. What WrestleMania was that? 17? 15. Yeah. 14? 15. 15, okay. No, oh, never mind. But um, let's edit out to make it sound tighter, please. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, Max. Let's see. Rex is going to be up until like 2 a.m. editing out all the skit shit. There's going to be a time where Max is... Super kicks me a faulty from barbershop window, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Monday Night Raw quickly. We won't, won't go too much into it, but let's go through some bullet points. Man, I didn't get to see Raw this week. Please give me a little rundown of what I should know and what happened. What you should know. Wait, 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 wait. I'm hearing good things about Zaire. Is he good? He is good. He's, he's impressive. The problem is they're just doing the usual... Big man squashes somebody every week. And it's been about five weeks now. And where are we going with this? I was there to see his debut live mm. in Texas. And, you know. Yeah, he nice. debuted against the, um, what do you call that? Against the Mysterios. And I don't know where yeah. the Mysterios have gone since. Okay. So, it looks like, it looks like he has potential. Can we say that much? He has potential, so, yeah. yeah. Keep going. What happened? Cody and Austin Theory had the US title match, which was, it was so obvious that, you know, Seth was going to, um, was going to interrupt, which he did. Um, so cost Cody the match, cost Cody the win when Cody looked like he was about to put away Theory. Um, did he curb stop him on the, the match? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, 
like I said earlier, almost versus um, Lashley. It's going to be a steel cage match next week. They had some, there was a, what's it called? MVP VIP section or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, came out. Yeah. And Cedric came out to big friends again. Cedric, Cedric needs to put some bass in his voice. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I need him to sound a bit more like he's got something about him. Because yeah. he he's a good wrestler, but he just comes out and he's just like, Mah, Mah, Mah. I'm like oh, amazing on, man. Yeah. I think in way, the best way for him to cut a good promo is just to be real. Because he's got it. He's got all that fire in him. If he just spoke how he really feels, I think he'd be amazing. But he's obviously still acting. So yeah. And he's, he's WWE acting. Yeah. Cedric had a really, really good run as a heel in Ring of Honor. Yes, before he, he joined yes, WWE, he and that's when Kevin Kevin Owens said that he's going to be Kevin Owens because he had a good push as a heel in Ring of Honor. Kevin Owens said to him, said to him before he left to go at NXT, he said, "You're going to be the future of, of this business." Cedric mm. is amazing. I mean, yeah. Do you think he but, just yeah. become complacent? Yeah, it's one of those things where you know they gave you something really good and they just they just took took it away from you. Everybody wanted to see her business do well. Her business was actually over at one point. Mm. Things it's like no, oh, and then after that you get deflated, isn't it? And you're speaking. What's the point? Then yeah. he's like, I'm not going to go AEW because that man disrespected my wife, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here. He's make he's making the most of what he's what he's got to work with. That's the most you can ask for, really. I think Ed should put him in the dark, the Judgment Day. So Ed should do. This is going to become one of those things where Skillet thinks everyone should be in Judgment <laughs> should be Day. In there. Should be a fourth, fifth, sixth person. We're the black member of Judgment Day, okay? <laughs> Do you um, like the name The Judgment Day? Because I still have reservations about it. I don't mind it. It's blatantly obvious they're never going to bring back. A, they're never going to bring back a pay per view called Judgment Day ever again. So why not? Like, but what we should do, though, is give them the Judgment Day theme song. Remember that, Max? The end is there! Yeah, now that you sing it, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. That should be their theme song. I might tweet that tomorrow for no, for no retweets. I liked it. I think when they first announced it, it was announced as Judgment Day. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, it's, it's the, the judgment, judgment Day. I don't know. Which I don't like. Yeah. The the, the it just, it's just... Yeah, it's redundant. Get, get out, point? yeah. Just Judgment Day, done. Mm. Uh, it's called The Judgment Day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like The New Day. The Judgment yeah. Day. Yeah, stop it. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, what else happened? Re- um, Alexa Bliss returned. How did she? Alexa Bliss has returned. and she's good pop? So good pop? Yeah, very good pop. Um, so Sonia Deville was backstage this whole investigation on how she's a crooked um, official was happening or she she thought it was still going on and then um what's his face adam pierce was pretty much like you're gonna face someone tonight she stormed out adam pierce followed her to the ringside area and was like he didn't let me finish you're no longer a wwe official and this is who you're facing um tonight and alexa bliss came out she still got that fiend lily doll thing um she's still got the very white gimmick basically no she's she's herself she's the goddess again that gimmick but she's carrying the doll i guess it ties in with when the therapist said to her that you know this is just a doll it's not it doesn't have any powers or anything like that so yeah um and yeah she literally squashed sonia deville gave her a ddt twisted bliss it was over um and sonia deville was kind of still wailing about the whole 
losing her job and stuff. But yeah, Alexa Bliss is back. I feel like they brought back um, Sonya Deville because Ronda Rousey is now on SmackDown because they can't have two people that are MMA fighters. Two MMA gimmicks. Yeah, on one show. So but then there, Sh- Shayna Baszler's on SmackDown. It's true. Shayna Baszler. That's what I was going to say. They, they need to up. give Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey an MMA match at SummerSlam. That'd be sick. I like that. And I like, do something like that. Steve Blackman and Owen Hart. <laughs> yeah, they need to do something like that. Can Shamrock, then can Shamrock only have a UFC match? Yeah, yeah. 998. They had it in an octagon, didn't they? Yeah. Sick. That's when they didn't, they didn't know what to do with Owen Hart back then. Boy. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, uh, a lot of people were, were hurt in the main event. We had Bianca Belair versus Asuka, which is a first time matchup. Match only went three minutes before Becky came and scattered the whole thing, and that was in the main event of the show. So a lot of um, vocal fans online because of it. Um, pretty much it. It was it was a, it was a decent raw. It was a decent raw to be fair, but yeah, again, nothing okay. of real notes. Anything to talk about AEW wise? I wouldn't say so. Nothing immediately is really going on. They're ticking towards double or nothing, which is end of the month. Um, Punk versus Hangman Page is going to be the main event for the title, um, which is it's got a lot of fans talking that obviously Punk has been treated well. Punk could dethrone Hangman Page for the title, um, especially with the fact of MJF looming over Punk still, you know, to get that win back. So. Yeah, we're just going towards double or nothing at the at this stage. Okay, and Forbidden Door is just around the corner too, right? Was it June? This time next June. Time yeah, next time, right? I think it's June. I can't remember the date, but I think they haven't announced. They haven't announced any matches on that, have they? No, they haven't. Interesting. You think they're doing like an invasion thing? Mm, I don't know. I don't gonna manage this. Punks in Japan. Punks in Japan. Punks in Japan. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't know. Well, when they, they done... Panka! <laughs> that says Siam Panka! Siam Panka! No? I know that Bullet Club has reformed, but Jay White brought in like Carl Anderson and Gallows back into it. And, yeah. You know, obviously, the, you know, DOA's out of it. Um, G-O-D, so G-O-D's out of it. But, mm. but um, you know... There must be some sort of bullet club invasion in AEW. They must be. They have to do that. Come on. What's yeah. going on? Well, for when the news of Forbidden Door was announced, Jay White showed his face that day. Yeah. So, um, and that's the only way to make Bullet Club relevant again, if I'm honest. Is to start doing madness across the scene. They have to. Mm. Nobody cares about this new Bullet Club anymore. Nobody cares about it because it's done. But yeah. if they do something AEW, t shirts for sale again. t shirt for sale again. You know, I yeah. saw I saw a guy walking. Where the hell was he? And he had a bullet club shirt on. And I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like I was like, "Where was I?" I can't remember where I was. But it was like some sort of ends where you wouldn't expect him to wear a bullet club shirt. I'm like, oh, I'm in a bullet club shirt. So I don't know where I was now. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. Anyway, okay. Talk about forbidden door. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and Hangman Page and Punk look like they're having. 
Hang the man the pain. Can you imagine if they've been doing it? Hang the man. Ah, oh yeah. Hang the man the page. It's going to be great. I got the call. Baby. I said, Adam call. Adam call. Baby. See you later, guys. <laughs>